Welcome to Goop Tales, Episode 10, Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. In today's episode, Very Vain ends up in Versailles, which is a chateau in France where the King of France used to live hundreds of years ago. She has all sorts of adventures there with talking statues and cherubs and singing harps and someone who doesn't want her there. So enjoy the story. And at the end, I am going to tell you how you can see all the photos that go with this story, Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors, and how you can submit your own story ending for publication on gooptales.com. So I will see you on the other side. Goop Tales, Episode 10, Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors. I think of Very Vain as one so pretty and so full of fun that I would walk a mile or two to call upon her, wouldn't you? But if you called, I fear, alas, you'd find her prinking at the glass. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a beautiful and joyful little goop girl named Very Vain. Very Vain was a sheer delight to be around because she laughed easily and was ever so charming. The world turned into a fairy tale when you spent time with Very Vain. She was very popular amongst the goops and was always invited to parties, balls, and celebrations. She did have one habit that was troublesome. It was a well-known fact that Very Vain loved to admire herself in the mirror quite often. She was very pretty. Sometimes she just couldn't get enough of herself, so she carried a mirror everywhere she went. She would stop in the middle of games just to pick up her mirror and gaze at herself. As you can imagine, many of the other goops found this very annoying. No one wanted to stop in the middle of a game of go fish so Very Vain could stare at herself. Sometimes the goops would hide every mirror in their house before they invited Very Vain over, as they didn't want any distractions. Very Vain loved princesses and fairy tales. She always dreamt about living inside one of the magical books that she loved to read. She knew that she would be the queen of the castle in her fairy tale. One day, on a beautiful fall afternoon, Very Vain set off to visit her goop friend, Exaspery. Exaspery always made Very Vain feel like a queen. He would say, Very Vain, you light up the room with your radiant beauty, which shines brighter than the diamonds in your hair. To Very Vain, Exaspery was a dashing young gentleman. She couldn't wait to be flattered by him as she blushed and flung her diamond-strewn hair about. It was such a gloriously green day that Very Vain decided to take the scenic route through the magic forest. Whenever she walked this route, she would stop and listen for the white peacock who belonged to the forest king. Very Vain knew the white peacock, but she had never seen 
the forest king. She thought he must be very beautiful and magical. As she skipped along the forest path, she heard the white peacock call out. It sounded as if the peacock was calling to her and saying, Come here, come here, beautiful, very vain. Very vain could never resist a compliment, so she started wandering in the direction of the peacock. She soon came to a forest opening. There was the white peacock sitting on an empty white and pink forest throne that looked fit for a king. Very Vane's eyes grew wide as she approached the throne. Where is the king? I want to meet him. I want to show him how beautiful I am. The peacock threw his head back in surprise as he said, You are very beautiful, but I don't think you're ready to meet the king. Why not? asked Very Vane with just a touch of surprise in her tone. Just look how beautiful I am. You are beautiful to the eye, but the heart sees more than the eye, said the peacock. What do you mean? asked Very Vane, who was truly perplexed. Just look at me. I am a beauty, she said again as she pulled out her mirror. Very Vain held up her mirror to gaze at herself. She became so transfixed on her own image that everything else disappeared. She forgot all about the white peacock, the magical forest, and her visit to Exaspery. All she could see was her own reflection staring back at her a hundred times over. Everywhere she looked, there she was. She felt herself falling right into her mirror. Down, down, and around and around she went, seeing only her own reflection. Finally, she landed in a hall of mirrors and heard the words, Off with her head! Chapter 2 Very Vane grabbed her head to make sure that she still had it. She looked around and saw her own reflection staring back at her from every angle. She was in the most beautiful room that she had ever seen. It had mirrored walls, gold statues, and crystal chandeliers everywhere. Very Vain was mesmerized by the Hall of Mirrors, but she was abruptly jarred out of her dreamy trance when she heard the words again. Off with her head! She glanced around, but the hall was empty except for herself and the golden statues, each holding a crystal lamp that lined the mirrored walls. No one would ever want to take off my beautiful head, thought Very Vain, as she looked around, just a little bit frightened. What is it that makes you so sure about that? You are a vain little one, aren't you? said a voice that seemed to come from a statue. Very Vane's eyes carefully scanned the room. She was very confused. She hadn't even spoken any words, and a statue seemed to be reading her mind. 
Who is speaking, please? Fairy Vane inquired in a sweet little tone. It is I, Lise, the statue to your left, and I can hear everything that you are thinking. Oh, my, said Fairy Vane. Oh, my, yes, you had better watch your thoughts, although I believe most of yours are quite lovely when you aren't focused on yourself. They are, said Very Vain. But who said, off with her head, and why? Oh, that was Apollo from the garden fountain. He must have felt you coming. He doesn't like it when there is someone beautiful around, because he fancies himself the most beautiful in all of Versailles, or probably all of France, for that matter, sighed Lise. Versailles? France? Where am I? What is Versailles? asked Fairy Vane. Yes, my dear, you are in France, and you are at Versailles, which was a palace built by the King of France hundreds of years ago. The King is long gone, but we are all still here, greeting visitors every day. We? inquired Very Vain in a questioning tone. Yes, the statues. We are everywhere, and we have seen everything. Most of us have also heard it all. I could tell you a story or two. And you can also read thoughts? asked Very Vain. Well, not all of us, but I do have that gift. Apollo also has that gift, and that is probably why he said, Off with her head! You must have been having some thoughts about how beautiful you are, asked Lise. Why, yes, I think those thoughts every day. Don't you think I am beautiful? replied Very Vain. Lise was a bit taken aback, because she did think that Very Vain was beautiful. On the other hand, Lise also thought that Very Vain's beauty was a bit diminished by the fact that she was so vain. Very Vain, you are very beautiful. But you would be even more beautiful if you stopped worrying about it so much. If you just went out into the world and let that little heart of yours shine without thinking about how you look all the time, you would be amazed how others would respond to the beauty in your heart. Very Vain pondered this thought for a minute. It sounded rather nice to not have to worry about how she looked every moment of the day. Think of all the time that she would save. Just then, she realized that she had no idea how she looked right now. So she walked to face one of the beautiful mirrors in the hall to gaze at herself. Lise just sighed. Hmm. There she is in the hall of mirrors. I can feel her. Now I will say it again. Off with her head, 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 head. Very Vain heard the booming voice of Apollo echo through the halls of Versailles. My dear, it seems that Apollo 
isn't going to let this go. He knows when you're looking in the mirrors, he can feel it. And he is jealous since he can't come into the hall of mirrors or look into any mirror for that matter, said Lise. Well, I suppose there's nothing he can do about it. He can't move. He's a statue. How would he ever be able to catch me, let alone have my head? asked Very Vain. Oh, dear Very Vain, don't underestimate the power of a statue, especially Apollo. There is almost nothing he can't accomplish with the help of his minions, explained Lise. Minions? asked Very Vain. Why, yes, his minions. They are everywhere, and they will do his bidding if they find you, answered Lise. Well, who are his minions? inquired Very Vain. They live all over Versailles. They are cherubs, angels, dogs, birds, and even statues that come to life. If they are outside, they are usually under the rule of Apollo, so you must be careful whom you trust. The best way to avoid them is to not look in any mirrors, stated Lise. What? I must admire myself in the mirror often, pleaded Very Vain. Do as you will, but every time you look in a mirror, any mirror, Apollo will feel you. He will be jealous because he can't look. He will send a minion after you, warned Lise. Well, I suppose I could go explore Versailles for a bit without looking at myself, said Very Vain. I think that is a very wise idea, replied Lise. So Very Vain tucked her little mirror away and walked out of the Hall of Mirrors without gazing at herself once. She walked right into a royal bedroom, dripping in gold. It was the most glorious bedroom she had ever seen. There was a huge canopy bed covered in flowers and gold that shone brighter than the sun. Gleaming golden cherubs were in every corner, and chandeliers hung from the ceiling suspended by ropes of crystal and gold. Pink and blue flowers were streaming down every wall, held together by golden vines. Very Vain was beside herself with excitement. She had forgotten all about mirrors. She wanted to climb the flowery walls, talk to the cherubs, and swing from the chandeliers. But before she could do anything, a tiny white door in the corner of the bedroom, swung open and seemed to call to her. As Very Vain walked through the door, she heard one of the cherubs warn, Remember, don't look in the mirror! Very Vain stepped into a magnificent sitting room with two pianos and old paintings of royalty hung everywhere. She examined the paintings with admiration. The women were so lovely and wore such elaborate costumes with feathers spewing from their heads. You're all so dazzling, Very Vain thought to herself. 
Seeing the paintings made Verivane want to look at herself to see how she measured up. She noticed a stunning gold-framed mirror hanging above a fireplace, so she pushed a piano chair over to the fireplace to see her reflection. As she pushed, she heard one of the paintings call out, Oh, please don't look! Please don't look, sweet Verivane! We want to keep you safe! Oh, but I'm safe! I am inside with all of you, replied Verivane as she hopped up onto the chair to gaze at herself in the mirror. The moment she saw herself in the mirror, she heard Apollo bellow. I knew I would find you. I knew you couldn't resist a mirror. And there you are, off with her head, I say. And just like that, a golden angel swooped down from the ceiling, snatched up very vain, and off they went. Chapter 3 As the angel flew out of an open window into the gardens of Versailles, Verivane held her head. She was terrified of losing it. But when she looked down and saw the spectacular gardens beneath her, she forgot how scared she was. There were rows and rows of perfectly cut shrubs that surrounded lawns shaped in elaborate patterns. It was like looking down onto a giant puzzle. The gardens ended at a great lake, encircled by deep green forests on all sides. Verivane was enjoying a marvelous view, but she was interrupted by a booming voice. Release her! It was Apollo calling out again. The angel flew just a little bit further and descended to the ground right in front of a tiny farmhouse that resembled a picture-perfect little dollhouse. I shall let you go here, said the angel, as she quickly left and headed off in the direction of the furious Apollo. Verivane looked around. She didn't see anyone or anything except the tiny farmhouse. It was so charming and inviting that Verivane wandered inside and found herself in a delightful tea room with a harp and a piano. There was a large mirror right behind the harp, and Verivane started towards it. I wouldn't do that if I were you, sung the harp. Why not? replied a startled Verivane who continued. You're a very beautiful harp. Don't you like to look at yourself in the mirror? My music is my reflection, and I hear it often, sang the harp as she played a little tune. You're right, that is very beautiful indeed, said Very Vain, who was now feeling very relaxed. Let your heart be your reflection, it is happy. If you look in that mirror, you risk the fate of Marie Antoinette, the Queen of France, warned the harp. What happened to her? asked Verivane. Her head was cut off. This used to be her playhouse where she came to amuse herself. I would play beautiful music for her 
and her ladies-in-waiting. But that was a long time ago, explained the harp. I don't want my head cut off, and I don't want that awful Apollo to keep chasing me, lamented Very Vain. Then you must stop looking in mirrors. Every time you look, Apollo can tell exactly where you are. The angel was kind and risked her own safety by bringing you here. But you may not be so lucky the next time, the harp replied. Very Vain knew the harp was right, but she could hardly resist looking at herself in the mirrors. She was in a beautiful palace, and she felt like a queen. A queen who wanted to admire herself. I had better leave this place. There are too many mirrors, and I don't want to be tempted, said Very Vain. That is a very wise decision, the harp sang back and continued. You must go to the golden gates and find the sun. Look straight into his face. Reflect your radiant heart with happy thoughts, and he will take you straight back to Goop World. Very Vain thanked the harp and resisted looking at herself in the mirror. She stepped outside into the resplendent gardens surrounding the little farm to set off to find the golden gates. She wandered through the woods and gardens admiring the beauty. The gardens were so magnificent that she soon forgot about mirrors and her own reflection. She walked down a shrubbery-lined path that ended right in front of a glistening fountain full of cherubs. What a splendid fountain, thought Very Vain to herself. Not as lovely as you, fair Very Vain, replied a sly little cherub. Just take a look at your reflection. Before she realized that she was being tricked, Very Vain gazed into the clear fountain water at her own reflection. Within seconds, she heard Apollo's voice boom out. Off with her head! Chapter 4 I've done it again! Oh, I didn't mean to look at myself! Thought Very Vain as she turned around in terror. She didn't see anyone or anything that moved. So she stood still and listened. I know you didn't mean to look, said the cherub, and so do all the other minions, but we must succumb to Apollo's wishes from time to time, or he will make our lives quite miserable. I had to tempt you, but most of us want to help you, said the cherub as he lowered his voice. We know you have a good heart, and it is shining everywhere you go. Oh, I do, said Very Vain. Now all I want is to go back to Goop World, but I have to get to the Golden Gates and find the Sun Face. Can you point me in the right direction? The cherub pointed Very Vain down a garden path and told her not to be distracted by anything or anyone. Very Vain skipped down the path, feeling very carefree. She was headed in the right direction and all she had to do was avoid looking at her own reflection. She heard a waterfall in the distance, and soon she came upon a beautiful grotto 
with a waterfall and several statues. As Very Vain approached the statues, she came upon a tiny sign that read, Apollo Baths Grove. Very Vain froze. Was this another statue of Apollo? Would he see her? Could he read her thoughts? Ah, Very Vain, it is you in person. I knew you would come, bellowed the deep voice of Apollo. Very Vain froze. She didn't move. She didn't speak. She tried not to think, but all she could think about was the golden gates and the sun face. So, you are trying to find the golden gates and go back home? I hear your thoughts, said Apollo. I am, said Very Vain in a soft tone. I just want to go home. Please don't take my head. Apollo began to laugh. <laughs> my dear Very Vain, now that I know you are leaving Versailles, I would never take your head. I will still be the most beautiful. You wouldn't? asked Very Vain in an astonished tone. Of course not. All I want is to look at myself in your mirror, and then you can go on your way to the Golden Gates, explained Apollo. But of course you can, said Very Vain, as she reached in her pocket for her tiny mirror. Off in the Hall of Mirrors, Lise flinched. She could hear everything. Lise knew that if Apollo looked in a mirror, he would be able to move about however he liked and would terrorize them all forever. He would no longer be frozen as a statue. The harp could feel Lisa's thoughts, and she began to play loudly to warn Very Vain. As Very Vain pulled out her mirror, she heard the harp. Doesn't she make the most beautiful music? asked Very Vain. Why, yes, she does, but just bring me your mirror boomed Apollo impatiently. But of course, said Very Vain as she approached Apollo. The harp played louder and louder. So Very Vain stopped to listen. Apollo grew agitated and demanded that Very Vain show him her mirror. Very Vain neared Apollo and just as she lifted her mirror for him to gaze at his reflection, Lise let out the highest pitch opera note that she had ever sung. Very Vain's mirror shattered into pieces and fell to the ground. Apollo fumed, but he couldn't move. The golden doors! Run! Now! sang the harp. Very Vain turned and ran in the direction of the sun. She ran by fountains and lakes and grass fields shaped in patterns. She ran so fast that she could no longer think. When she finally stopped, she found her tiny mirror lying on the ground reflecting gold. Very Vain looked up to see two enormous golden gates staring down at her. She picked up her mirror without looking into it and stared right at the golden sun. She thought about how happy she was to be going home and how thankful she was that she lived in Goop World. Her joyous heart touched the golden sun 
and she was beamed right back to the magic forest where she came face to face with the white peacock. This time he looked very different. He was magnificent with his feathers spread in full glory and light reflecting off him like a true king. Very Vane saw something that she had never noticed before. The peacock was the forest king she had never seen. The heart sees more than the eye. Now I understand, murmured Very Vane to herself. Thank you. Thank you for showing me just how big my heart can be. And with that, Very Vane set off to find Exaspery to tell him all about her adventures in Versailles. Little did Very Vane know that Exaspery was stuck high in the Swiss Alps searching for a white ibex. But that is a tale for another time. So that was it. Goop Tales Episode 10, Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please go to iTunes and leave me a review because that helps me spread the word about Goop Tales and tell your friends and family that you know would love these stories. So now it's your turn to write your own story ending to Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 10, the number 10, and you will be able to see all of the photos that go with this story. And you'll also be able to download the first half of Very Vain and the Hall of Mirrors and then write your own ending. You've got to figure out how Very Vain gets out of the Hall of Mirrors. And you can submit it online for publication at gooptales.com. So that's it for this week. And I will see you next week in Exaspery and the White Ibex. And remember, make every day a goop day. <laughs>